0: Time for Life Unfiltered, the show that celebrates the messy, perfectly imperfect parts of life. Your hosts are Deborah Gansenberg and Lisa Sugarman. Deborah is the mom of three boys and a clinical psychotherapist, and Lisa is the mom of two girls, an author, and a syndicated columnist. And together, they authored the book How to Raise Perfectly Imperfect Kids and be okay with it.
1: This week, we've decided to have a conversation about something everyone can relate to. This time of year makes this topic especially important since this is a time of transition and change for many of us. We're going to talk about the difference between fitting in and belonging. If each of us think about this, it's a subject a lot of us struggle with, especially with our kids who are trying to find their way, their people, as well as the places and things that feel authentic to them. So we're going to spend our time this morning talking about what fitting in and belonging really mean because there isn't one of us who hasn't felt the need to conform in order to fit in at school, at work, and our relationships. So Lisa, why don't you start us off by breaking down what the obvious differences are between belonging and fitting in? I'm actually really excited about this conversation. What I think, and this
2: is only in my opinion, of course, is most important to talk about first is the, the basic need that every single one of us has for both of those things. Right. Now, whether it's within our community or our family unit or our friend group, every single one of us, I think on some level is driven to feel like we're connected to the people or the groups around us driven to belong and to fit in and to matter, because those things equal mattering, I think, in in our minds. I like that word,
1: mattering. We we
2: matter, you matter, Deb, to me. I'm mattering to you. Yep, you do. I, I think it's an important distinction to make that belonging, though, is not actually about fitting in, which a lot of us really do believe it to be. I think instead, it's about being accepted for who we are. Now. In, in Brene Brown's book, The Gift of Imperfection, she talks about the significance of belonging. And I love the way that she defines, defines belonging as that innate human desire to be part of something larger than just us. She also says that fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be to be That's accepted. Right. Now, mm. belonging, on the other hand, doesn't require us to change who we are it requires us to be who we are, which I love. And I, and I think that those are really pretty powerful differences. Now, what can become challenging, I think, is when we feel the pressure to fit in in ways that aren't healthy and they aren't productive for us, which is what a lot of kids feel, especially adolescent kids.
1: Right. Oh, I feel bad for them. Because, I do too. And, and we all go through it. Yeah. Because we're trying to find our way. Exactly. But it's, it's tough.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and when you're a kid, you're hyper aware of fitting in just based on things like gender or the color of your skin or your sexuality. And that can lead to tons of unhealthy conforming. So maybe you can break it down even further and just give some examples that people can really relate to about how that pressure to go along with everybody
1: around us manifests in unhealthy ways. I remember so many different incidents. I don't know if you do when you were a kid and trying to figure that out Um, and it's tough. Um, I think, you know, first I want, our listeners to stop for a minute and think about how they have felt when they were in a situation where they feel like they're they're trying to fit in for example and i'm just throwing out a random example which all of us probably on some level can relate to um say you were invited out to dinner with some neighbors that you are acquainted with but don't know very well right they Mm -hmm. live on your street yeah Um, you know them, uh, you witness them in the neighborhood, they're friendly, they're outgoing, they have a beautiful home in your neighborhood, a, a nice car, a boat. The couple invited you to go out on their boat and then head to their country club, you know? And so all of a sudden, a lot of people that I work with or are friends with, you know, they might stop and think, okay, what do you start thinking about? Are we gonna fit in? What should I wear? How do I look? Will they like us? well, the people at the club like us, and you begin to wonder where you fit in and if you fit in. Other scenarios, actually, this is a real one that has happened uh, to a client of mine where you're at work um, and a group of managers decide to meet in the conference room to celebrate a success, (laughs) which it might include some alcohol, and they ask you to join because you assisted in the outcome. Um, Everyone comes together and begins to, pop open some champagne and have some drinks at, you know, in the middle of the day on a Thursday afternoon. And then all of a sudden the casual sips turn into let's go out for drinks. Or for some companies, they have a bar in their business now. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. not an uncommon thing. Like let's go on over, you know, down to the room with the bar. Um, and you're in a quandary because this isn't something you would normally do, you know, drink during the day, never mind leaving the workplace and heading down to a bar. Um, And the, and then you begin what I call the wonder game, you know, if I don't go, what will they think, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And these situations definitely make you stop and question because you're reaching out of your comfort zone and possibly behaving in ways that you typically don't. And that's the unhealthy part. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, you begin to wonder if I'm compromising my morals, my values, my judgments, and in turn, at times, your even your reputation, because yes. now people are witnessing you in a different way. Yeah, and and that that
2: particular way in the context of what you're talking about can be you know can be a really. Um, it can be damaging
1: right oh
2: absolutely Because if, if you're one of those people who can't handle their booze or they you know they, right?
1: they just get a little out of control well mm-hmm. there, there goes your reputation that's right and so there are things there are consequences there um fitting in as you shared is you know is the process where you're trying to take part in conform to or assimilate into while possibly compromising yourself in various ways, and this is the part that is unhealthy and risky because we end up with consequences um, that we might not be prepared for. so you know, if a colleague sees you drinking in the middle of the day, oh, oh, she does that, yeah, you know, um, you know, or let's say you are a sober human and you don't want to drink during the day, mm-hmm. how do you figure out how to do that, and then all of a sudden someone sees you doing that in the middle of the day. Maybe you're sipping your you know, your soda water in line, but could it be misunderstood? Yeah. And so it, it's hard. These situations aren't easy. No, they're, they're not. they exist all throughout life. You right. know, young kid to a senior executive at a business. No, they do,
2: they do, and they're and they're challenging. Every time we're confronting with them, they're challenging. I mean, I, I think that um, Brene Brown said it best when she said that we're all hardwired to love to belong, yeah. and then when we don't, it can have some pretty catastrophic repercussions, and 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 that intrinsic need to be part of something can can drive us to behave in some really crazy ways, and like like, you, you yeah. like just what you're saying, yeah. like you could end up being the person like you know with the lampshade on your head, <laughs> dancing on the table. Is there something I need don't. to know, Lisa? No, 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 no. lampshades in my future. But you know, because when we don't feel like we belong in a place or with a group or in a situation we feel isolated and we feel alone and lacking. And that can lead us to write some pretty, write and create and concoct some pretty unhealthy narratives and stories in our heads. And that can lead us to question our own worthiness. And that can be dangerous because when then, then that's when we start attaching our own value to the approval
1: or the acceptance of other people. That, and that itself, like if you really look at like repeat that uh, yeah. attaching our own value to the approval or acceptance of other people mm-hmm. you know that and it's like the couple going off to the country club that they don't belong to that they're not sure are they going to mm-hmm. fit in is that really worth you deciding you know should I get approval here or not
2: right oh I I have actually in that scenario that you just said (laughs) you know where we we live you know uh we we are sitting here in Marblehead we live in a fairly affluent community with lots of clubs and yacht clubs and and you know those types of environments and um you know so in in the over the course of my lifetime and my marriage of course with Dave all these years like we have plenty of friends who have boats and have have memberships and we've been very fortunate to have been invited to to many of those places and I would be a liar if I sat here right now with you saying I didn't have moments where I was just like <laughs> I don't feel like this is my my it's my, my space, space my place my you right. know and and you just kind of you kind of question things but you know what what I think I What I think we tend to all forget is that the feeling of belonging begins with the understanding that belonging isn't dependent on our actions or the approval of others. Instead, belonging is just, it's like our basic human right to be here, wherever here is. And it's about embracing our imperfections and our differences and our uniqueness and acknowledging that we belong in spite of all those things. And, And finding true belonging happens inside first, before it happens anywhere else. It's about accepting the idea that we all do belong here, regardless of who or where we are. What's sad, though, and why I think this conversation that we're having is so important, is that too many of us waste incredible amounts of time and energy trying to fit in with the world around us or the people around us, when what we should really be doing is putting that energy just back into being our authentic
1: selves that it's huge right I, i i agree the amount of energy that i listen to some of my clients go around and around oh i said that i shouldn't have said that or i did this and i shouldn't have done this or should i have done this it's toxic yeah it right. Is, it, it it can be very obsessive, and it can take a lot of your energy and your time, and 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 a worry too. Yeah,
2: it, you know, it, it, and it's it's a really it's a really hard thing to do, especially in the world mm-hmm. that we're living in right now. So, how do we? I know that in in another few minutes we have to take a break, but I think you have time to dig into this. I mean, how do we break that cycle and put our energy toward the right things? How do we let go of that need that we each of us have? Um, to
1: adjust to everybody around right. us? Well, this, this is such a, a it's a, such a common discussion that I have with a lot of my clients. And I say, look, there is always room, right, to compromise, you know, that. Yeah. Your marriage, your sure. relationships with your kids, colleagues, um, and you accommodate in a relationship. But there is a fine line as to what is... Um, you know, negotiable and what isn't, and what you're willing to negotiate. And I often coach my clients to understand where they are willing to bend or settle by concession. Really understand that. And it's tough when you don't understand that because when you encounter, when I encounter a client that can accommodate too much to the point where they lose themselves, that is, it, it's so difficult. And that's when I try to help them recognize how they're losing themselves. And how it will impact them in the long run because mm-hmm. accommodating i mean it, oftentimes sometimes i feel like it turns into bait and switch
2: yeah sure. oh i
1: love to go fishing oh i love to go boating oh i love the ocean and then you do it a few times and then all of a sudden you know years later you're like i never like going <laughs> on the boat i hated it and that's accommodating in the moment which you think is going to be okay but in the long run, how many times, you know, yeah. oh yeah, oh, I love sports, oh, I love that. And then I was like, I can't stand watching that yeah. stuff. And and so it's a kind of a bait and switch for the other person. Yeah, That's true. It's, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Right. Quite in those terms. But. Right, and and so a lot of young adults are trying to find their way in their person, their relationship. And I always try and help them understand, hey, look, you should not accommodate to to a degree. Mm-hmm where it, you're gonna lose yourself. So um, I, I really try and help them recognize how they are losing themselves. Um, if you're accommodating too much, you will ultimately feel unrecognizable in your relationships. Like I was saying, oh, I'll go on a boat, oh, I'll do this. And, um, and if you accommodate too much, what is very common is you begin to feel frustrated, resentful and lost because you are no longer doing many of the things you prefer or enjoy while you're while you're participating in these things that yeah. frankly aren't the things you want to be doing. Yeah, so yeah. I know we need to take a break. Um, when we come back, there's so much more to this conversation.
0: How do you raise the perfect kid? The answer is you don't because perfection is a myth. In the book, How to Raise Perfectly Imperfect Kids and Be Okay With It by parenting author and columnist Lisa Sugarman and clinical psychotherapist Deborah Gansenberg you'll get permission to drop some balls without feeling like a bad parent. Through Sugarman's humor and personal stories and proven tips and advice from Gansenberg's Office Couch, you'll have an everyday reminder that you're not alone, that all kids test limits, and that your kids will ultimately be okay. Find How to Raise Perfectly Imperfect Kids and Be Okay With It on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble stores, and everywhere books are sold. Hey friends, welcome back to Life Unfiltered. We're
2: talking this morning about the difference between fitting in and belonging and there's actually a big big difference and Deb's before our break um you know you were were giving us some some good feedback and making some great points about what happens when we really compromise ourselves
1: too too much so just just finish on that that talk Travis yes. well i think you know a, a lot of especially young adults kids they are trying to find their way of course and you know part of that is trying to figure out what you do like what you don't like but I think when you truly belong to a group uh, and a friendship and a relationship you are not compromising to the detriment of who you are Um, and that is important there is no need to compromise to the point of detriment because you can be authentically who you are enjoy what you like wear what you feel good in and not feel at risk of being judged and that's ultimately the the end game so you asked how to let go of the need to adjust to everyone around us it was a really good question how do you do that for me it's pretty easy i think i and this was not easy you know 30 years ago. oh god <laughs> but you know, looking back and all the young kids and young adults that might be listening, or young adults that are listening, you, you know, for for me, fitting in is being accepted for being like everyone else. And frankly, I think, as you shared earlier, it takes way too much energy and effort to try and be like everyone else but yourself right would you agree with that a thousand percent (laughs) like if you say you like going on a boat or watching sports and you do it and it's miserable for you how much energy does that take versus actually enjoying yourself absolutely right so um so i you know honestly it takes too much energy um like the couple you know that i was talking about earlier who was headed out with the neighbors on the boat and then to the club my feeling is like you shared earlier, enjoy your time with these neighbors. Be true to who you are. And when you head to the club for dinner, wear what is comfortable for you. Talk about what you are—you know, know—you enjoy connecting about. And if those around you don't enjoy you for you, then I say they're lost truly. Um, and maybe they like you for your style and, and yeah, who you are. Absolutely. Did you ever think of that? So I have a saying that I've lived by for many years now, Um, I couldn't live by this when I was younger, but I definitely live by it now. And that is love me or lump me and leave me alone. Um, You know, the world is full of people who are different and love a wide variety of things. So of course we will find people out there similar to us as well as those very different from us. And if it is up to you, you know, who you choose to spend your time with, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, you need to honor who you truly are. And it's a lot easier, truly, to be authentically yourself than making believe you are someone else.
2: I, I mean, I, I just think that's basic, simple, honest, yeah. common sense is what yeah. that is. I, I mean, why would we ever expend all that energy and time and effort in trying to be someone other than?
1: But we do. I know that. We I, do. I know. I mean, it's and a rhetorical maybe, question, know, right? But you know, I, I, when I think when like when you're a kid and you like kind of like that kid in your class and you think they're cool or you like something about them but they're really not like you mm-hmm. how do you befriend someone that's not like you and still feel like you can authentically be like you at that age it's that's hard. Really hard it's really really, As an really adult, hard it's even hard but I always try and help people see maybe they love you for your style well, right maybe they love you for your difference <laughs> that's right we, we never know how someone perceives that's us right.
2: internally we, that's we just right. know the narratives that we write about ourselves that's right and we're so quick to call out our own deficiencies and our own issues and problems and shortcomings that all those right. things might
1: be considered strengths to someone else so well, really interesting i i love one of my kids dresses the way he uh, loves love to him. dress love right he has style that is like no one else's yep. and the four of us watch him sometimes walk out the door and we're like Dude, what are you wearing? And he's like, why? What's the problem? Yeah. And I love that he does honor what he loves in that moment. Yeah. And when I question him, it isn't about him, it's about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. that's a little different than I would dress mm-hmm. going to wherever he was going. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love that part of him. Yeah. And I think my other boys are very, I admire that about him. I'm sure well. they
2: probably do. So. I'm sure they do. So, all right, let's, let's review for a minute. Um, we're talking about belonging and fitting in and the differences. So belonging is about being accepted for being ourselves and fitting in is about being accepted for being like everyone else so let's let's talk about this as you're talking about your you know your son yeah and we're starting to talk about it in terms of kids let's let's do that for a second and talk about it in that context for a minute because that's a huge issue that we face as parents mm-hmm. and right now so many of these <laughs> kids are leveling up to middle school or high school or going off to college and and those are really defining times because our kids all want so desperately to fit in and to be liked and to be included and to be accepted. And that internal drive for all those things can create tons and tons of emotional pressure and distress. Mm. And I know your docket is, your caseload is full right now of that. So what can you say to parents who are listening who have kids who are stressing out about fitting in and finding their people? Cause I know like when I when my girls went off to college, I was like, look, (laughs) there you are going to be in a melting pot here a beautiful melting pot of all different people from all different places or all walks of life and and you will find your people and and you say that because it's the truth Um, but so often our kids are feeling forced to compromise who they are and what they believe just for the sake of fitting in and they do it at these critical times so i guess Mm -hmm. my first question is Why are our kids so quick to abandon their own values and beliefs and thoughts just to fit in no matter what? And even more importantly, how can we empower them to concentrate more on being who they are and worry less about accommodating everybody
1: around them? Well, first off, just as we're sitting here, one thing pops up into my mind and it's in our parenting book um I talk about exposing your kids to all sorts of different things, yeah, like yeah. try soccer, try art, try basketball, yeah, and that is so that they can find authentically what they enjoy, yeah, parents who kind of pigeonhole their kids right into something just because they might have done it or it's what they need to do to fit in mm-hmm. um, a, a kid doesn't have that opportunity yeah and so just thinking about that exposing your kids very young to all sorts of things will give them the opportunity to to go on that journey yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but we both know kids brains are simply not entirely developed which means that they actually don't have the capability to make the best judgments and decisions all the time so that's why we call what we do, growing up right and and when we're growing up this is this process is the hardest because we're growing we're getting older and as we do both we learn how to navigate life bit by bit but ultimately our kids as we've talked many times ultimately they manifest a lot of what they witness and are exposed to right so as parents if we don't model how to honor who we are and behave in ways that we shine in our and our, our authentic selves, then our kids will not witness this or learn it, right? Yeah, right. So like, I, I really appreciate when my son goes out the door. Mm-hmm. He's a great reminder. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. If, I, if this is comfortable to me, yeah. I'm wearing yeah. this yeah, and, I, and I love it. So right back at me, right? Good lesson learned. Um, you, you want as young, you know, parents of young kids, teach your kids the value of loving who they see when they look in that mirror mm-hmm. right who they are what they love and what they believe in because at the end of the day the only person they have to answer to besides you frankly and and is themselves and so i believe that as a society i think this is something we are working at we're on a healthier track for breeding kids who are more self assured and as a result less apt to focus on fitting in instead of finding where they best belong yeah. so I just share, I just want to share a really cute experiment that I do with kids. Long story short, um, a way that I try and help kids understand this difference is to actually break them down into groups and have one person who doesn't know what the group is. So like uh, four kids are sitting in a group, they're they're part of the soccer team. You throw a kid into that group and have them sit in the group and try and have them learn what the group is about, and then ask them to try and fit into that group, right? Um, As a staged experience, kids begin to understand how hard it actually is to try and fit in, especially like if this kid doesn't know anything about soccer, how does he talk about soccer Mm -hmm. and fit in, right? Um, Then I break them down into groups where each grouping has one commonality, like that they all play soccer, right? And they have to figure out what that commonality is but everyone in that group does have one okay okay um typically the latter is much easier because for them it is something that they end up enjoying talking about so they get to that commonality pretty quickly yeah and you know because they know a lot about it so they find that topic so much easier and enjoyable um, so the, it's just a great concrete way of kids having to really feel what it's like to try and fit in and figure out what this group is about, mm-hmm. um, and kids—they really struggle with trying to fit in when you really give them the opportunity to try yeah. and do it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's
2: that's interesting. That's, it is. That's got to be an interesting little experiment. You know, I, we're we're always going to be presented with situations where we we feel like we just don't fit in. Um, You know place where we're just not clicking with the people around us but that's that is that's life and the best thing that we can do for ourselves or or for our children is to learn how to seek out and find the places in our lives i think where we do feel like we truly belong instead of trying to jam the square peg into the round hole because that never
1: ever works, (laughs) works, <laughs> right? It doesn't, uh, really? No, it doesn't, it I doesn't. didn't take wood shop. Oh, no, I did take woodchop. Wood I, I think we probably took Mr. it together. Mr. Dow, or I, don't, I yeah, forget who it was. But.
2: Yeah, it doesn't work. But in, instead, <laughs> what we should be doing, I think, um, and you and I have talked so much about this over the last couple of years on the radio, is putting our time and effort into finding the people and the places where we feel like we can be our true selves without having to compromise who we are or what we believe in. And I know that that's way easier said than done and it does take a huge amount of bravery and fearlessness. And it's it's very definitely a conscious decision that we all have to make, but we owe that to ourselves. Because what really happens when we get swept up in trying to fit in is that we lose ourselves and we lose our individuality and our sense of self. And that's the quickest way to lose our identity. So I, I think in as, as terms of final thoughts, because I know we're winding down here, I think that we need to set the example for each other and for our kids that we need to break that mold of trying to fit in and put our energy into just celebrating who we are as unique yeah. individuals and, and what each of us brings
1: to the table that's beautiful
2: right. and, and unique.
1: Right. And I think for the parents that might be listening out there that do know, like identify that they struggle with this because they want their kid to fit in mm. themselves. Yeah. It's really on you to work that out. You know, that, that when your kid doesn't fit in or he, in in a, in a context that you really want them to, you need to stop and really pay attention to that for yourself mm. because that behavior Um, really does impact your child and so you know my kid going out in a crazy shirt or funny hat um, is just a great reminder like this isn't about me yeah I get to figure out what I want to wear he gets to figure out what he wants to wear as long as of course it's it's safe yeah yeah right (laughs) and right right. and uh, unfortunately on some level you do have to conform he can't wear FU on his shirt when he goes into class it's just not okay Right, right? right but they'll be sent to change anyway so you're teaching kids on some levels yes you do conform in certain places because there are rules and regulations but if those don't fit for you then you need to look elsewhere it's just like finding the right school for your child if that school doesn't really meet their needs and they can't be authentically themselves then where else is it that they might fit in better yeah yeah um So, you know, as a society, I really do hope we continue to encourage authenticity, because I feel like we are on our way and encourage everyone to embrace who they are, what they love and be okay with it. Um, It is natural to spend time trying to figure out what things bring us joy and what kind of people we enjoy hanging out with and what style is truly ours. And that's a journey. Yeah. You know, and so we are going to at times, like you said, try it on. Oh, are these my people? Mm -hmm. Is this my thing? Is this my style? Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, you want to really make sure you feel comfortable and confident with your choices. And that is honoring who you truly are. Hey, to reach out to us with a topic that you'd like us to chat about on the show, just connect with us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Life Unfiltered on North Shore 1049FM. If you'd like to comment on the show or you have any great topic ideas, we are always interested in hearing from you. So please feel free to email me at foxganzenberg at yahoo.com or email Lisa at lisasugarman at hotmail.com. Or you can find us if you don't hear us on one Oh four nine, you can find us on iTunes by searching life unfiltered and definitely make sure you hit the subscribe button. So for everyone listening out there who really is trying to figure out you know how to be authentically themselves and and also raise kids who can authentically be themselves just remember this isn't an easy process and remember to be gentle to yourself and
2: just remember that we're all a work in progress and it's all just about the climb
0: we'll be right back here again next week take care thank you for listening to life unfiltered with your host Debra Gansenberg and Lisa Sugarman, authors of How to Raise Perfectly Imperfect Kids and Be Okay with It, find the book on Amazon.com or at bookstores everywhere.